News Talk 1110-993-WBT, hour number two of the show. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Student debt cancellation is bad politics. Changed my mind. <laughs> it's bad politics. That is, that is the premise of my argument. I shall expound upon it. Uh, continuing our discussion from uh, last hour, let me get... Uh, Dean, Dean has a comment on the student loan forgiveness issue. Hello, Dean. Welcome to the show. How are you? Yes, good. Real good. Thank you, Pete. Hey, uh, I think it is all politically motivated because the Democratic base, isn't it more like uh, for the the people's uh, party? You know, the the uh, they're very focused on, on minorities and different ethnics. And I think the rich people is the Republicans. So if they re, if they give back uh, college debt, you know, and, and especially at one hundred twenty five thousand dollars and down, unless they're going after the next level of voters because they're losing the their their base. Did I make any sense? No. 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 Try again. Okay. Um, I think that the I think the Democrats is a political move to get more votes. In a uh, in a, a more affluent sector of society. Oh, this is a play after. for the rich vote. Yes, yeah, because yeah. they're losing. The, they 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 can't tap anything else now. They want to. This is the way they're going to expand their base and get back. You know, and stay in and get back in. So do no? rich. So is it the premise there that all rich people are Republicans? Well, I I think that. Uh, you know, they're more like, uh, you know, don't don't give it away. And, you know, the Democrats are showing, look what we can do for you. Um, well, why would they need $10,000? Well, that's just it. I, I think if 125000 is only going to give people of, of good means more money for no reason at all. Because a guy that's making 30000 isn't going to turn and say, hey, honey, you, they're reducing my student debt. Maybe I'll go get a job now or something. This is to go after more affluent portion of society, the Democrats. Even though you, it's like wildly unpopular because the vast majority of Americans do not have college degrees. Oh, I think, I, you know, it's like a McDonald's Happy Meal. You go after the kids. But in this case, you're saying the kids are the rich Republicans and giving them a $10,000 forgiveness is going to now make them vote Democrat. That's the idea? I think the thing is to get their attention and entice them about the benefits of socialized democracy. Uh, and then this is bad politics then because you don't think it's going to actually convince them and it's only going to alienate uh, the, what did you call them, the ethnics, I think? No, wait a minute, don't, you know, no. I, I mean, they, they seem to be, you're always talking about, not you maybe particularly, but how the Hispanic vote and the minority vote, right. how important it is to Democrats to sway in elections. Well, it, now yeah. they're just going after a, a bigger and and different base, trying to expand their base to going after younger people that are just getting into the thing by giving, you know, them an incentive. So wait, all right, so hang on, all right, but hang on, Dean, you've just changed the parameter. Now you went to younger people, because and on that part, I would submit that's that, that's more likely the target You've got younger people that are fresh out of college. 
a couple years. I mean, remember, nobody has paid anything on any student loan for two years almost, right, During right. from the pandemic. So it's not like people are making payments on this stuff now. Okay, so you've got people that graduated college over like, what, two, three years ago, right? So right. do you think that those people, generally speaking, what you know of, uh, let's say now they would be 25-year-olds, what do you think their political leanings tend towards? Well, I, I would say, you know, with the broadness of their education, if it's college, I would like to think it's it's more of, of a Republican type of base. No. But on the same token... It's not. No, no, hang on. Hang on. It, it's not. Okay. People who get out of college and have the student loan debt that we're talking about, generally speaking, college degree, affluent, mm-hmm. they're, of the, mm-hmm. they're on the left. So they're not, okay. they're not Republicans, okay? So the, yes. the, and so, but your premise, as I'm running it through here, is the premise is that you think this is a play for the rich Republicans, give them a little 10 grand. But I'm curious what the other side of the ledger is uh, that, we, that I tried to ask you about in the last question, which was the other side of the ledger is you've got working class whites, blacks, Hispanics, you've got everybody else, because we really don't have anything to do with the, the racial component here. It's about economic, socioeconomic class, right? You've got people that are just not making the money. Now, I understand different demographics aren't going to college, and that's really the issue. They're not going to college at the same rates as whites are. Mm-hmm. But uh, that group that is in the Democrat base already, what do you think they think of all of this? Are they cool with the idea that they would be paying towards some rich white Republicans' uh, tuition debt? No, and and but I, I think these people that they're giving the money to are still, they're, they're just, as you said, they're younger people and they're developing. All I know is all the, the, the few younger people that I knew that had college debt were glad they weren't paying and didn't want to pay because they wanted to hopefully have this come to fruition like this. Right. And I, I, I think that sort of, it, it certainly can't say, they can't say, oh, they reduced 10000 of my debt. Um, geez, I don't like the Democrats because of that. I would have rather paid. I think it's a, you know, it's it's just a, a political power play to get their, to get their attention and right. perhaps sway them. Right. Uh, I would submit that the, get them to vote. Sway them to vote. Yeah, I would submit that the people that are already uh, of a mind to accept a ten thousand uh, dollar gift, they were and say, you know, hey, I. I, I thank you for this gift. Let's get some more coming my way. I would submit those are probably not, probably not a lot of Republicans in that camp. No one's going to turn the money down. I'm not saying they will, but I am saying that mm-hmm. the, the on the principle of the matter, the idea that hey, I'm going to keep voting for Democrats now because they're going to forgive all of my debt going forward. Universal college for everyone, right? And mm-hmm. that's not a Republican position. No. no, no, it's not a limited. No. That's not a limited government position at all. Well, I, I just, I, I thought it, I thought it's again, and I, you know, I don't know all the reasons, but it seemed pretty worthless to, to give them ten thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Well, and on that, uh, on that score, I, I agree. If you're going to be trying to make this play for the rich white Republicans, then why wouldn't you just wipe it all out? Right. Why not just go whole hog? You know. Uh, I, man, the I torpedoes, just, uh, whatever, doesn't matter. Like, just go down with the ship, man. Just 
I mean, you just spend us into oblivion. Why not? I mean, you're already wiping out all of the, quote, savings from the Inflation Reduction Act. The very thing mm-hmm. that they were touting was going to save us all on the inflation. All of those savings now just wiped out with this with this proposal. So whatever kind of argument that the Democrats had for fiscal restraint and discipline and responsibility, that's gone. So why not just go down with the ship? Just wipe it all out if you're going to be buying votes. Why not just do it? Well, do you think some of it would have to do with hanging the carrot out there that, you know, that uh, maybe to get them to go further down the road with the Democratic, you know, agenda? No, if he if Joe Biden thinks he has the authority to do it, which I do not believe that, but his mm-hmm. administration believes he does and he's going to do it for 10K, why not wipe it all out? Why? Why the half measure? You well, say you say it's just I mean, a, you say it's a carrot, but if I mean look, you're looking at the if the if the play is to win the midterms and you're buying votes because we've determined that that's exactly what you're you're advocating here, right? You're saying like this is the play. He's trying to buy off these people and get them to vote for Democrats because they will pay for all of the stuff, all the debt that you've incurred, which is ironic because they're taking out debt to pay off the debt. But let's just set that aside for a moment. The idea here is you're buying votes, so why not just go buy the votes? Because the, uh, otherwise, if you don't spend enough to buy them all, you're not going to win again, and then you're never going to be able to uh, to buy them off at a later time, right? you got to buy them off now. That's what I mean. It's, it's politically speaking, this half measure, it's bad, on, it's bad coming and going. If you want to see Biden wipe it all out and, and forgive it all, then he needs to just do it. Or if you are, like I am, of a mindset that this is a terrible idea, uh, then he shouldn't do any of it. 10K, meh, what are you actually doing? What, what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what's the I, benefit? Is the juice worth the squeeze on this? Yeah, so, that, that, that probably sums it up best in that. But whoever said politicians were smart, huh? That's fair. That's fair. Dean, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Hi, buddy. Take care. Yeah, it's, it, this, is what I, this is why it's bad politics. It's bad policy, too, no doubt. I mean, it's terribly destructive, but... From a political viewpoint, if you're just trying to game it out as, as far as strategy goes, who are you actually placating here? Who are you actually winning over? Who are you appealing to? It's just the same people that already were going to vote for you anyway. So what? Why do it? <laughs> Why do 10K? Now, he may not. He hasn't risen from the nap yet, so we're not sure. He hasn't made the announcement yet, but we shall see. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Monica writes, uh, Dems are that desperate. They're trying to shore up the base. There you go. That's it. Shoring up the base. And then she offers up, I guess this is another idea of what they could do <laughs> before. Their... Amnesty. Yeah, why not throw in amnesty, too? Just get it all done. Just go big, Democrat. Uh, well, I should say Biden, right? I mean, seriously, if you... If you're just going to ignore any kind of constitutional guardrails here, right, which is what's going to happen with the student debt con- uh, cancellation uh, program, it's it's unconstitutional. U.S. Department of Education says executive branch doesn't have this power, but he doesn't care. They don't care. The administration doesn't care. That's not the play, because if it goes to the Supreme Court and gets struck down, then they'll use that against Republicans, I guess, in what, 2024, if it, unless it gets there before the midterms. The point is now, the point is now, 
make the base happy. We're doing stuff. Big transformational things. It's it's sort of the hallmark of progressivism. This this idea like they've got a, everything. When you read the press releases, and I do not advise you to do so, don't get on their mailing list because, oh, my gosh, it's like a fire hose. All they do is blast out this stuff, and all of their messaging all sounds the same. No matter the topic, it's all about fundamental transformation, historic achievements, all And when you focus on all of that, you lose sight of the little things that you could do along the way. Actual progressivism, right? Like when you progress just a little, little bit, little bit, little bit. No, no, no. They're not down with that. Don't want that anymore. It's got to be huge. It has to be big and sweeping, overhaul, wild swings of the pendulum. Here's another tweet. It's a Pete tweet. A tweet to me. Uh, Pete, since Biden is doing this via executive order... Can it be undone if Republicans win in November? Well, uh, in 2024. Yes. Yeah. This is what they learned with Obama's pen and phone comments, right? Where he first said he couldn't do stuff, and then he went about doing stuff, signing executive orders that were clearly unconstitutional, outside of his authority, and then uh, President Trump took over, and he undid them. And then, of course, the courts stepped in, because, you know, when you have the big D shield, you get protection, and they stepped in and said, oh, no, no, you, you can't change any of these things now. You know, uh, well, once it's put in place by a Democrat, it kind of has to stay. I think that's the law. Uh, I know some things that have passed will not happen for a few years. Guaranteed the $10,000 that gets canceled will be applied to your taxes as $10,000 in income. Oh, Michael, thank you for that uh, point. Actually, no. Actually, no. See, me being the jerk, idiot, moron that I am. I paid back all of my debt, and I had credit card debt, too. Yeah, I I used credit cards through college to help get me through the last year, and uh, by the time I got out, I had a lot of debt. I had a lot. I mean, okay, granted, I also spent things that were not emergencies by the technical definition became emergencies. They were like trans-emergencies back in the day. So I would use the credit card. and then, yes, I realized, I thought, oh, well, I, I, it's gone into collection. I can't pay it. And I would get these calls from people, and they'd say, oh, what are we going to do to make this right? Or what are we going to do to you know, start paying this down? I said, what are we going to do? We? I said, unless you're going to give me 50 bucks. Like, why would I do that? Why would I, why would I give you $50 I don't, that I don't have? Literally don't have it. I'm making $12,000 a year. Um, I don't have the money. I can't pay you. Why would I give you $50 I don't have? in order to take it out of collection so it now starts accruing more interest and penalties. Why would I do that? He did not have an answer for me on that. And so eventually it goes into collection. They're like, well, you know, it's going to be a black mark on your uh, credit history. I said, have you seen my credit history? <laughs> have you seen it? Well, it took years. But I worked my way out of debt. And I, essentially what I did not know at the time, essentially is the Dave Ramsey snowball plan, you know, where you, you take money, you pay off one at a time, and you you can actually work with the debt collectors because they bought your debt for pennies on the dollar. And honestly, most of the debt that I had accrued by that point was all in interest and fees and, you know, late fees, surcharges, and uh, interest. And so it wasn't even like that was debt that I had taken. These were just their penalties that they stacked on me. And so when they sell it off to the collector – then, or, you know, whatever the, the, the company is, and they try to get it from me. And so I offer a settlement with them. 
And it's like 40 cents on the dollar, 30 cents on the dollar, whatever. But all the extra money that you don't pay them, you have to declare as income. I didn't know that. So I had a $1,000 debt to, I think, Discover Card or something. Settled with them for like $400, $300, whatever. And that was like the first one I paid off because it was the lowest one. And then I got an income tax, uh, you know, paperwork that said essentially I got $700 in income. And uh, this is not going to apply for these folks this year because apparently it was stuffed into that reconciliation bill. Schumer stuffed it into that reconciliation bill that they just jammed through on the Inflation Reduction Act. So this has been in the works for a while. So I don't see how the politics of this is good for anybody except a very, very narrow sliver of the Democratic voting base. But what do I know? I'm just a radio host. WBT. That's Tom Petty. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Ben Ritz, the director of the Progressive Policy Institute, said, look, there are better tools available to help struggling borrowers. Biden has already wiped out more student debt than any other president in history. Did you know that? He did it through the moratorium on interest accrual. So there's been no interest accruing on any of the debt. That has effectively canceled about $6,000 per borrower to date. Additional forgiveness his administration has given to certain borrowers, which he is statutorily allowed to do. He's allowed to have it targeted. He can target different people, usually victims of fraud. Biden can continue providing carefully targeted relief and work to expand and reform income-driven repayment programs that directly tie debt cancellation to a borrower's ability to pay, right? Why not do that? Why not say, we're not going to wipe out your debt. We will put you on a better repayment program based on the amount of money that you're earning. But the more debt that's rightfully canceled through these mechanisms, the clearer it becomes that there's no justification for canceling the remaining balance. See, that's the problem. That's why they won't do that. They're not getting at the fundamental problems that are affecting higher education. Let me get to a couple of uh, emails that actually touch on some of this. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Well, I'll just read them. Here's Dan. Dan says, uh, I agree. Uh, Democrats know full well Joe doesn't have the legal authority to forgive student loan debt. But when the uh, Supreme Court says, nope, can't do it, Joe, it's the perfect optic to paint those bad old Woody Cat Republican conservative meanies on the court for being without feelings or conscience. Nothing new here. It's the same old game. Um, do you remember that old ad? We used to play it on WBT. What, what election cycle was that? Dial one for scaring seniors. Do you remember that ad? And there's a little old lady, scaring seniors, please. Beep. And she'd press the button. It It was like an ad in response to the Democrats' tactic, and this has been going on literally my entire adult life. I do not recall a single national campaign that did not feature the allegation that Republicans were trying to harm fill-in-the-blank. They're trying to uh, throw Grandma off a cliff. Remember those ads against Paul Ryan? He's like wheeling this woman to the cliff and then throws her off because 
How dare he suggest that maybe younger generations have the ability to take like a small portion of the money going into Social Security for their own accounts that they would be able to put that into the private market and uh, have a greater return? How dare he? He's obviously trying to kill people. If you oppose any program or spending that the left advocates, you want people to die, right? We saw this amped up in the COVID pandemic. Simply questioning, hey, you know what? What is the other side of the ledger on the lockdown policy? Because you know that's that's causing harm. I saw a study today of my friend A.P. Dillon at North State Journal, and she has a substack. She was citing a report out today that... um, uh, or the, well, she cited it today. I don't know when it came out, but it said that uh, the 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 other side of the ledger is like twenty times the essentially the 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 units of lifespan have been wiped out. But that like supposedly the lockdown saved people's lives. Okay, but what were the negative effects? And it's a, the negative effects took off like twenty times the amount of your life than the lockdowns did when taken in total. And When people ask that question, when I asked that question, I was accused of trying to kill people. When I said, let's target our resources to the most vulnerable populations, let's lock them down, right? Not lock them down, but essentially protect them. That's where you marshal the resources. You send it to the villages, right? (laughs) But seriously, if, if that's where the vulnerable, no, no, you can't do that. You can't say that. It has to be our way or you want people to die. Always the same narrative. All right, let me get to this email. This is from Joseph. He says, uh, how can Biden cancel debt? Isn't the power of the purse exclusive to Congress? It is. He says, I think Nancy Pelosi actually warned the White House of this fact last spring. In fact, she did. He says, it's like none of the laws, rules, and norms are real. The right needs to realize this. We are in a post-legal America, and the uh, the right better realize it. Jay says, I went to Auburn on a Navy ROTC scholarship from 1981 to 85. Cost was $763 a quarter for out-of-state tuition, or about $2,300 a year. In 2018, when my daughter was looking at colleges, tuition at Auburn, $38K a year. That education is not worth 16 and a half times more than mine was in 1985. Colleges increase costs. Because the kids can get loans. It's madness. Right. It's the same, it's the same problem in healthcare. When you have third parties getting between you and the doctor, you and the service provider, it distorts the market signals. Whether it's government as the third party or it's the insurance company as the third party. I've told this story before. I will tell it real quickly again, which is I went in for when I first got onto an HSA, the very first experience I ever had in a doctor's office. I got on an HSA and I go in and the doctor says, yeah, I'm just there for my physical. And the doctor says, do you want a tetanus shot? And I said, uh, why are you going to stab me with a rusty needle or something? Or like, why do I need a tetanus shot right now? And he says, well, you just haven't had one in a while. And so I said, well, because um, I had learned from a prior experience with the where I got my uh, I had a plantar fasciitis issue and then they gave me one of the boots I'm supposed to sleep with this thing at night and when I looked at the cost on my HSA it was $500 and it was basically like a shin guard with some styrofoam and a strap to keep your toe like uh extended up towards your shin 
and it was really uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep with it, and I was like, I'm not, I, I don't want it. So I gave it to Christy to sell on eBay, and I think she got $20 for it, which is probably the actual price of the thing, right? That's the value of the thing. But $500 because it went through an insurance uh, protocol, right? So now I knew when he asked me for the tetanus shot, I said, well, how much does the tetanus shot cost? And he looks at me and he says, oh, I don't know. That's a problem. That's the problem. You don't know what the cost of your own services are. And he went and checked. And he comes back and he tells me it's like $70 or something. And he says, I would just wait till you step on the nail. And I didn't get a tetanus shot because the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. If you start thinking in terms like this is really, this is like my animating uh, philosophy on life. Well, okay, yes, aside from the, you know, people stink. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it worth it? These third-party interveners between consumer and producer distort the signal. Because if I don't want what you are offering for the price you're offering it, I'm not going to take it. And then the signal is going to be received by you, the producer. You need to either like, do a better job marketing, make me feel like I need this thing, or right, you need to bring down the price. But if you're the only game in town, then I have to buy it. That distorts the signal as well. So in a free market, you would have competition, and I would just go to the higher quality or even a lower quality but lower price because that's the value I assign to it. That's what the free market is. It's freedom. That's the key. We are the market. We are the free market. All of us making all of our decisions every second of the day, trillions of times every day, all over the planet. That's why central planning... Uh, economic Marxism, this kind of stuff is destined to fail. We are seeing it fail. We are seeing it fail at the healthcare level. We're seeing it fail at the uh, college level as well, the college financing level as well, which, by the way, completely predictable and, I might add, predicted. By whom, Pete? Well, people like me. During the Obamacare debate, when they federalized all of this stuff as part of that bill. So... You know, I hate to say I told you so, but actually I kind of don't. I mean, well, okay, a little bit of me does. But maybe, maybe listen to people when they say, guys, this is not the right way to address the problem. Maybe. Maybe stop assuming that I'm trying to kill everybody and I'm actually just trying to get to a, a solution that is better, that actually achieves the thing you say you want to achieve as well. How about that? News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Uh, thank you for uh, sending this over to me. Andy Greg Price on Twitter, noting some of the facts around who actually has degrees. 37% of Americans have a four-year college degree. So just under 40%. So between a third and a fourth, right? 37% of Americans have a four-year degree. Only 13% have graduate degrees. Now, I'm not sure if that means, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to add those numbers together and get to 50% have a four-year degree plus graduate degrees, or everybody who has a graduate degree has a college, a four-year degree, college degree. So 
I'm assuming that the 37% actually includes the 13 as or I, yeah, th- that's part of it because all the grad students first came out of the four-year programs. But get this, more than half of all the student loan debt is held by people who went to grad school. 56% of it is held by 13% of the American population. That's who's going to benefit. And these terminal degrees, right, the masters and PhDs, these degrees, you would think, lead to far more wealth accumulation over the course of one's life than just a four-year degree and no degree at all. In fact, this is from Adam Looney at the Brookings Institute, hardly a right-wing think tank, right? Brookings Uh, or or Adam Looney writing at Brookings says, measured appropriately, student debt is concentrated among high-wealth households, and loan forgiveness is regressive, whether measured by income, educational attainment, or wealth. Across the board, forgiveness is a costly and ineffective way to reduce economic gaps by race or socioeconomic status. Only targeted policies can address the inequities caused by federal student lending programs. Inequities caused by federal student lending programs. The very asset that the person borrowed to buy, in this case, the degree, right? An education, that increases their lifetime earnings. That's like assessing a homeowner's wealth by counting their mortgage balance, but not the value of the home you got to count the investment as well. What's the, what's the other side of the ledger? Let me go over here to Steve. Welcome to the program, Steve. How are you? Good afternoon. Hey. hey. The thing I want to throw at you, my dad was the dean of a university in North Carolina. And he did like five or six major things in the course of the year. Their university is now twice the size it was it was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But guess how many people do his job now? Oh, I couldn't, I, I couldn't guess. Five people have management titles that do the same thing he did alone with just half the people, half the population. Right. Which you would think that as the... Machine that's been created by our government to just make the universities more costly and a higher uh, cost to everyone, whether they're students or participating with a function or facility on campus. Yeah. It's a machine that's um, just self perpetuating. Also, this is. is No, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that, Steve. This is one of the things that Milton Friedman talked about. The. Nobel Prize-winning economist. Uh, oh, we lost him. All right, thanks, Steve. Um, one of the things Milton Friedman talked about, how virtually every, sing- uh, virtually every single federal government program that he had assessed, except for one, every one of them were wealth transfers to the middle class. Did you? Yeah, except one. You know what the one was? Food stamps. You can't call them that now, though, right? But food stamps. All of the others are wealth transfers to the middle class. How is that possible, Pete? 
Who administers the programs? Are those working class jobs? Are those middle class jobs? And that's what Steve just uh, he just outlined for us, right? The university, higher acad- uh, academia, right? They it has become a jobs program. That's essentially what we're talking about, right? You got five people doing the job of one person, even though the university population only grew uh, or, or doubled. You would expect instead of one guy doing the work, you would need two guys doing the work, right? In fact, in the private sector, you would say, no, no, you wouldn't e- even need that. You would need still just one guy because you would have achieved an economy of scale, right? When you scale something up, you can then administer more with fewer people, right? That's the, the concept. You would, you would gain efficiencies. But that's not the case when GovCo is involved, right? That is not the case. No, no, you're going to scale it up, and that means we need to, you know, quadruple, quintuple, sextuple, ochotuple, the number of administrators to do the job when we had just half the population. To this point, Brookings Institute's Adam Looney, he says, forgiving all debt would be a transfer larger than the amounts the nation has spent over the past 20 years on unemployment insurance or the earned income tax credit or food stamps. And in contrast to those programs which serve deeply poor families, beneficiaries of student debt forgiveness would be higher income, better educated, and whiter than beneficiaries of just about every other program designed to reduce economic hardship and promote economic opportunity. (laughs) 